0: So today we are talking with Stephanie Iliff. She's an embodiment coach and mentor. She kind of helps us realize all the things that we say or do to ourselves that basically hold us back from living our best life.
1: Oh, it's so true, Christy. She talked a lot about, she didn't say it in these terms, but self-sabotaging. For example, what is embodiment? What do you do when you look in the mirror naked? How long does it take before you start degrading yourself or talking negatively about your body, about your stomach. Wasn't that a powerful message? Well,
0: and I think the big takeaway as well is all of the work that you can do that is so important. It's part of a self-care package all in one, but it's really about helping you to live your best life, be the best version of yourself, and just really take you to the next level personally.
1: Absolutely. Stephanie, hopefully we'll give you a wake up call to love yourself more. Hi, I'm Deanna Robbins.
0: And I'm Christy North. Welcome to Pieces of a Woman podcast, where we explore all the
1: pieces that make up a woman, mind, body, and soul. By embracing all complexities of being a woman, our goal is to share real stories that inspire growth and empower all women to be the best versions of themselves. And as Maya Angelou so eloquently said, when we know better, we do better.
0: Thank you for taking this journey with us. We've all heard of coaches, business coaches, life coaches, and even sports coaches. And so today we're excited to talk with Stephanie Iliff, who is an embodiment coach. She teaches yoga and she's a permission code activator and human design reader. But today we're going to focus on embodiment coaching and mentoring. Basically, embodiment coach is someone who supports you in creating ways of living more consciously and consistently in your body embracing the present moment, setting intentions and goals from this embodied space, and listening and following the wisdom your body has to share with you. And so before we get into that, because obviously we have lots of questions on what that looks like and how that feels, I want you to share with us by just start to talk about how you left your high-paying corporate job, took a chance on yourself, and your dream to help inspire women.
2: Well, hi, I'm so happy to be (laughs) with you all. First off, thank you for that beautiful introduction, and thanks for letting me come and be a guest on your podcast. I feel so honored to be with both of you today. So thank you. Thank you. Um, Yeah. And, and for me leaving corporate, I used to be a vice president at a billion dollar finance company in the auto industry. Um, I worked my way up from the top there and I loved it. And I was the youngest female vice president there. So I really felt like very honored to hold that title and I loved it there, but I, my soul started to no longer align with it. And There were pieces of the way that I was leading people that no longer aligned with the way that corporate also wanted. And and I totally understand that and get that too. But I just, it wasn't for me anymore. And I really had had my own journey from being divorced and being a new single mom. Um, I got divorced when my baby was six months old. And so I really had to go through my own journey of coming into my body and into my body's wisdom, into my body's truth. And figuring out who I am as a person, what my identity is besides just this, this title, because for so long, I only lived with the identity of I'm the vice president and I'm the youngest female vice president and I make six figures. And that was all that I knew. Uh, That was, that was my identity. That was my box that I lived in. And that I wanted more from that. I didn't want to stay into that box. And so I actually hired my own coach and went on my own spiritual journey and my own path of who am I, what am I, what am I here for? And through that really woke up that I am here to a, to find myself and to live into my highest expression and fully live this human experience. And in return, share whatever wisdom I go through with other women to help them find their own wisdom and their own strength and their own courage and their own bravery, their own self-love, their own self-trust, outside of a title, outside of a bank account, outside of accolades, like it's just that's not all that we're here for. And um, when I really knew that wasn't my purpose was it, it felt so scary, but also so easy to leave my six figure income, I didn't have any clients, I didn't really have a business plan, like I knew how to write business plans, I had written multiple business plans within my company. But I, I literally went off pure trust, pure faith, and pure intuition that this is, this is my moment. This is right now. And if I don't go now, I never will. And I turned in my notice. and I've never gone back since. And we've been doing this for three years now. So it's been a beautiful journey.
1: Well, congratulations to that. That's pretty powerful.
2: It's, it's a big leap of faith. Oh yeah. A total leap of faith. Cause I really didn't have, I knew I could get one-on-one clients. I knew that I could grow a business. I had done like network marketing before, um, And so some of that I kind of like knew. And then obviously leading a team of 300 people, I had 22 managers and our our staff was at 300. So I knew how to lead people. I knew how to inspire people. I knew how to teach people how to see their own potential. And I think that's truly what all coaches are. And like anybody in leadership is you're just a you're a potential finder and you're finding the potential in every single person that you're with, that you make contact with, and you're helping them see that same potential in them. And when I would always do like some of the hiring and stuff too. And if there was someone that was also kind of like a 50, 50 chance, they're like, did, did did Stephanie hire you? They're like, Yeah, how'd you know? They're like, Oh, because we just know. And they always come like, Stephanie, why did you hire this person? I'm like, Because I see the potential. And they're know. like, Yeah, but you're not the one who gets to like guide them through that all the way. And uh, like your their managers are gonna have to do that. But I I feel like that's also part of my gift is like I can see the potential in you when you don't have the courage to see that in yourself yet, or the bravery or the confidence, or the self-worth. And I think that's that's our that's what we're here for as leaders is to hold kind of like this light on someone's potential until they can see that in themselves and until they can hold that light too. And they're like, yeah, I am this, I am worthy of this. And in leadership, I got to watch so many of my employees and my managers go from never thinking they could own a home or having the car of their dreams or taking their family to to Disneyland or their vacations to watching them make that happen instantly. And I wanted to take that same leap of faith with my clients outside of corporate to see like, what can I help other people with that they never thought is possible to see that it's so possible and it's available to you. It's just a matter of you choosing to believe that you're worthy
0: of it or not. So we are on this journey through the beginning of the year. So the goal is to, you know, really inspire the new you in 22. And so when, when we're talking about everything that you just said with, you know, Embracing and honoring and celebrating all that you are. Tell us what does this look like from a coach's perspective on what is embodiment coaching? How does that work? Yeah.
2: So can I ask you a question? Are you okay if I kind of play with this with you?
0: Oh shoot,
2: yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what's a piece of you that you struggle to embrace about you?
0: Good one. Um, do you have a minute, maybe an hour? <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say, um, probably, are we talking just like something that holds us back as a barrier or something physical?
2: all
0: of it. Anything. Yeah. Okay.
2: But already I can tell you already have two things that you're thinking of, but you don't want to fully embrace it right now by admitting it or speaking truth to it. Yeah. So just know this is a safe space. That you're fully allowed to be here. I embrace all of you. There's no piece of you that I don't want to witness or see. There's not a piece of you that's not worthy. Your darkness and your light are both completely worthy to be fully embraced, to be witnessed, to be seen, to be heard, to be loved. Just let yourself feel that. And what piece of you do you struggle to embrace?
0: Um, Okay. So I would say for years, and I felt like it's something that I've probably worked through, but maybe not so much of, is... I held myself back with the fear that um, I didn't go to college. Mm. And so, as a leader, that has kind of affected my um confidence at some points in my career. I think more so now, I feel like I'm in a different space, but it did hold me back for years, yeah,
2: for sure. And why? So, like, there's a root there of like, I have to prove myself, right? Because, like, having a degree is like, I proved it. I did it. Like I'm here. But you don't have to have a degree to go start a six-figure business or to make a seven-figure business or anything like that, right? But we have this idea or this, this ideology that that's the way the world works because we've also been taught that, like, go to school, get a degree, and then you'll be successful. And so that becomes this core belief that we actually embody in our body and say that that's truth. And when we go against that, we start to fight against that in our body of like our worthiness. And so we start to try to prove like, no, I promise you I'm enough. I'm worthy. I'm worthy. I know I don't have a degree, but like, what do I have to do to prove to you? And so maybe that looked like you taking on more responsibility for you doing things that you didn't really have to do. Um, You're not taking full credit for yourself of the work that you did do because oh I don't have a degree, or perhaps you're not speaking up in ways that you normally would have spoke up um, because you didn't think that you had a right or a say to. And so when we kind of really dive into that, it's like well where else are you also trying to prove that you're worthy enough? Because a piece of that is still in you until we embrace it and say wait like why do I do I do I actually believe that's truth? And let me ask you do you really believe that that's true, that somebody is only successful if they have a degree? No. Because how many successful people do you know that don't have degrees? Quite a few. Okay. And how many people do you know that have degrees that do literally nothing with
1: it? (laughs) Even more.
2: Even more, right? (laughs) Or they have a degree and their job that they're in is literally nothing with their degree. I would say that's 80% of people that Mm -hmm. the job they take literally has nothing to do with their degree, but they got the degree because they felt like that was the next step in order for them to say, I'm enough. I'm worthy. Look at me. I, I, I have this. But but we're giving power away to that. And so throughout that process in your life, you've given power to the idea that you're not worthy enough until you have a degree. And so however that showed up in your life, that stopped you from embracing a piece of you from saying, I'm so enough. I'm so worthy to be seen here, to shine here. And when we kind of dive into that, that's where we get to embrace worthiness. And so the embodiment piece that you would be embodying is that you are enough. You have nothing to prove. You're already worthy you nothing makes you more worthy or less worthy and and kind of di- diving into those ideologies and so we break those codes in your body so to say so that no longer becomes a core belief in your body we release that belief and we place the belief that i'm worthy regardless if i have a degree or not and and you're a successful woman so give me some of your successes tell me three things that you're proud of yourself for that like you're like hell yeah i'm so successful
0: <laughs> oh it's so hard to like actually talk about yourself that way or to celebrate those things. So I think that's probably another piece where you're just celebrating, like you said, all of the parts of us. So yeah, thanks for putting me on the spot Steph. Um, so I'm, you know, I am proud of my career. I've been doing it for close to 30 years. Um, I feel like it's been, um, a blessing, but also it's been a success. Um, I'm super proud of the foundation uh, that we've made an impact in our community with that. And so, um, I would say those are probably on the top, but probably the most proud would be just being, um, a model to my children Mm -hmm. and raising my kids, whether I did it perfectly or not, just embracing what I I did with what I knew at the time. And when we know more, we do better, right? Yeah.
1: That's a good one, Christy. Bravo. (laughs) and
2: you're an amazing mom. And I want to celebrate you for all of those. And I want to honor you. And I want you to really allow your body to feel that, to feel like I'm worthy of even claiming that, right? Like, like you just said, how often do women not say what they're really good at or what they're proud of themselves for or being like, I was so good today. Like I had the best day today. I closed all these deals. I did this, like whatever it is. And that that's the piece of us not embodying our worth. Cause like, I'm not worthy enough to show up in that I can't, I can't be like that until I have a degree, because if I had a degree, then I'd be so worthy to announce how excited I am about this, but because <laughs> I don't, I'm going to dim my light. Does that make sense? Right. And so when we embody our worth, that shows up in everything else that we do, where we we speak of ourselves as worthy. We step into our queen energy. We step into that whole embodiment of who we are and, and we fully allow ourselves to shine where So often we play small around people or don't like fully allow ourselves to be seen for our brilliance because we don't think that we're worthy of it, or we don't want to trigger somebody else or intimidate somebody else or whatever that is. But really what we're doing is, is intimidating ourselves. And so those are the kind of the layers that, um, I would work through with any of my clients is just asking them, what don't you want to embrace in you? What are you afraid of? What do you really wish to like claim that you desire but you don't think that you can have? Do you allow yourself to fully feel loved, to allow yourself to be fully seen? Um, especially like a lot of women with their body, like I asked them, do you allow yourself to see yourself naked? If you have a partner, do you let him or her see you totally naked? Like we came out on our birthday suit and we also want to be witnessed in our birthday suit. We want somebody to be like, oh my God, you are beautiful. Oh, I want to kiss every inch of you. I want to love on all of you. And it's it's all of those pieces take embodiment. For you to be in your body, not outside of your body, to be in here in your heart space and not be in your head where fear lives. And that's embodiment is is coming into there. And from there, we can set intentions. We can create different foundations of what you want to create, what you want to do, who you want to be versus letting the fear come in. So the fear for me leaving my job was I'm not enough. Who's going to want me? I also don't have a degree. I have an associate's degree. Um... Like that's not enough. How? how, Who am I to like lead all these other people? Nobody's gonna want to pay me thousands of dollars just to talk to me. I'm not a therapist. Who's gonna want? Who's gonna want me to help them? Like I've I've made my own mistakes. I I had an emotional affair on my ex husband. That's what created so much difference in our relationship. Who's gonna want to trust me? I'm not a trustworthy person. So these are all these ideas that are coming up in here and telling me like, you're not enough. You're never going to be enough. You're not worthy. You're overweight. You don't stick to a diet, all of these lies. And when I could start to let them go and come into my body and come into my heart, I got to investigate why, why I even entertained those ideas. Jim quick. I don't know if you guys have ever read any of his books or uh, even listened to his podcast, but he says that lies are just limited ideas that we keep entertaining to keep fear alive. And that's what we're doing. And that, that only happens in here. And when we leave our head space and come into our body and our heart space, none of those even are even there. It's just like, yeah, I feel this. I'm going to do this. Like, I'm going to jump out of this plane. Let's go. And you just do it. And then you're like free falling. You're like, I, maybe I shouldn't have done this. I, I don't know. And that's when you get into your head and you're like, oh, but it's so cool. And you get back into your body and then you get back into it. So it's like this, this roller coaster of ourselves that we're doing all the time in life, like hour by hour, where we feel we have so much confidence and courage to, to speak our truth, to maybe post something vulnerable or to share something or to speak up in a meeting or create a business or join something that you never thought you would join. And then you start to play with the idea too much in your head. And you're like, never mind. am talking myself out of it. No, 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 no! It's not the time. It's not ready. I have all these different things going on, and we can so easily like play into that, versus like listening to our truth, listening to our heart, our pull that is like guiding us. And so it's also like removing those blocks that that we hold up from allowing ourselves to embody who we are out of fear out of, that's really what it comes down to is fear and shame. And those are the lowest frequencies that we can ever live in. And so when we're living in those, we stay in those. And when we're living in joy, abundance, prosperity, those are the highest frequencies. And in order to shift from here to there, we have to go to guilt. We have to go to fear. We have to move through all these different layers of beliefs that we're holding on to in order to alchemize that feeling so we can embody who we are.
0: It's amazing. And when you think about it, you talk about leaders or women that are trying to do something different, or they determine, I don't like where I'm at right now, but I don't know why. I just know that I'm not in a good space, whether it's professionally, family, but their frequency is probably at such a point where they can't listen to their body. They can't really listen to the nudges that are being given to help guide them to take that leap, like you talked about, that next step, or to do something that's outside. I love that.
1: Right. We always talk about the, you've heard it referred to as the drunk monkey or so much to your point, staff, of it comes out of fear and the story we've been telling ourselves. And just stop and ask yourself the first question is, is this true?
0: Mm-hmm. And if
1: you really ask the question, most of the time it's not. So, right. um, it, but it's finding the courage to go down that, you know, take that journey of empowerment. Yeah, and that is why
2: it's scary is because you're doing something that does that's hard. It's it's a lot easier to entertain the idea of fear and to live in fear because that's safe there. It keeps yeah. you safe, right? Like just like you don't want to touch a hot stove, like fear does serve a purpose with that, but, but fear also keeps us here and we get stuck there. So also I do a lot of chakra work. And so with every chakra, we have like power to that chakra. And then we also have a demon to that chakra. So our sacral chakra is like, our sacredness, our sacred yes, our sacred no, our intuition, like our inner knowing of what is a true yes for us and a true no for us. And the demon of that is shame and guilt. And so when we're living Mm -hmm. in shame and guilt, guess what we can't feel? our own power, or we don't trust what our intuition is saying. Our intuition says, yeah, go, go do that. Go sign up for that race. Go, go up for that promotion. Go apply for that. Go speak up in that meeting. Yes, you're a great mom. Go, go do that. You know what? Go talk to your husband about this. But then when we're living in that fear and that guilt, that shame, it's like, no, no, never mind." And we, and we literally stop. And I do this all the time when I have workshops and I'll ask women, I'll say, show me what shame looks like in your body. And they'll all cover their stomach. They'll, they'll hunch. Almost wow. like if you're in the fetal position, right? And why? you're And you're, so your sacral chakras and your solar plexus are in your stomach. And so you literally cover your power. You cover your sacredness. You say, wow. I'm not worthy of that. We literally shame our body. And so we actually leave our body. We're shaming ourselves. We actually hide it. Um, I work with a lot of women too who are working on like um, body image or body dysmorphia. And they'll like a first call, they'll like have a pillow over their stomach. And I'll say, why do you have a pillow or a blanket on your stomach? And they're like, oh, I don't know. I just, I just always, I always, whenever I sit down, I always pull a pillow. Like you're hiding yourself. You are literally telling me that you are not worthy to be seen. You are straight up hiding you. Remove the pillow, remove the blanket. Let me see you. And they'll be like, I, uh, uh, this feels really uncomfortable. I didn't, I didn't realize that. I'm like, yeah, let me see you. Stop shaming yourself. What's the fear that's showing up here? And then going back to that shame workshop analogy, I'll ask them, I'm like, now show me what freedom feels like in your body. And they'll all raise their hands and they'll open up space. And guess what? Liberation is that. Liberation is embodiment. And the opposite of our fear and our shame and our guilt in those same um, energies and in that same chakras is liberation is power is freedom is igniting ourselves and so when we move through the darkness the shadow quality of that trait then we can move into the light of that and we can see Where else am I shaming myself? Where else am I letting fear win? Where else am I feeling guilty? Like, how many I work with a lot of women who are mothers and also have careers or businesses, and there's a lot of mom guilt there of like, I'm not allowed to be successful in my career or in my business and be a successful mom. We have this idea or this belief that you can't be both, that you're not, that you don't know how to hold the duality of both or hold space for both. And so, if you're really successful in business, you, you probably come home and just don't engage with your kids or your spouse or your partner and everything else has to fall to the wayside. And I myself lived in that. When I lived in corporate, I was so in my masculine that that was the belief that I carried and I fell through. And so really moving through that too of like embracing, there's this fear here. The fear is I can't be a good mom and be successful at a career That that these somehow don't work. And so I had to break through that fear. Well, what is that fear there? It's just just some belief that I've been believing that I decided is truth and I let my body feel as truth. But when I really come into my body and I close my eyes and I get into my heart and I breathe and I ask myself, is that really true, Stephanie? Do you really feel like that's truth? My body says, no, that's not truth for you. Let that go. And it takes time to work through that and work through that process and that belief. And then when you break through that now, I fully embrace that. I've embraced that. I get to be the most amazing mom and that my business actually gets to anchor me to be a better mom, that it opens up space for me to know, to create that. I don't have to be like, stop it, kids. Stop it. I'm working. Don't leave me alone. Leave me alone. I have to do this. Like, and I used to be like that. And I'd get angry with my kids. I'd get put out by them. I'm like, you're bothering me. Get away from me. I need to work. And I, and I would literally like, like almost put up this barrier and like, detach and like not be emotionally available for them because I felt like I had to come into my business role versus letting them intermingle and like come together. And that was me embodying me as a mom. Like this is who I want to be as a mom that my business doesn't take from me. It expands me that time. I'm not running out of time. Like so many moms like, I don't have time. I don't have time. Time expands for me. Time is my ally. I'm on the divine timeline and I'm the perfect timeline. Everything I do is working out exactly as it's supposed to be, and it's create when I'm with my kids and I'm playing with them and like really playing and not letting fear of like oh Stephanie you look silly like you're not five you can't play LOL dolls like this like even I I work with so many women just to play with their kids because they can't get out of that 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 feeling of I have to be working I always have to be doing I have to be creating I have to I have to do 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 no you don't no you don't because when you're saying that you're also saying I have to settle. I have to settle. And this is how I have to settle. And this is why you're not happy. So going back to your question earlier, like women who feel stuck, what you're really stuck in is you're just settling. And why have you decided to settle? Why have you settled and said, yeah, this is what love should feel like. Mm. This is what work should feel like. This is what motherhood should feel like. This is what my relationship should feel like. Yeah. I mean, it's just life, right? Like like we're supposed to go through it. This is, yeah, you just buckle up and go through it. (laughs) No, life's meant to turn you on. And if it's not, ask yourself, why are you settling? And then turn and ask that, what are you actually available for? And I ask that to all my clients, what are you available for? And it takes them a couple times of journaling that because even as they're journaling it, they modify the answer to what they think they're worthy to say they're available for. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Get out of your head. Don't, don't think like, Oh, there's no way I could live in Hawaii. There's COVID and there's this and this and this. So I can't, I can't say I'm available for that. You're telling the universe that you're going to settle. So what are you really available for? Put all fear aside, put all the guilt aside, all the shame aside, all the, all the beliefs, uh, all of that. What do you want to be available for? And then we start to really work through that and we get to embody what's stopping you, like where you're settling and where you want to be. And those are kind of like the layers
1: discover adventure
2: discover luxury discover moab with exclusive retreats for your next vacation or event wake up to amazing views only minutes from utah's most breathtaking national and state parks and moab's best shopping and dining enjoy your fully stocked vacation home with private pool and hot tub every room is a luxurious private suite plus daily made service and private chefs are available exclusive retreats we're not your home away from home we are better book today at ExclusiveRetreats.com
1: i would love to know with all the women that you've worked with and you've probably seen a lot of transformation is there one that sticks out to you that just was just an eye-opener just very uh, inspiring to see a change in somebody when they finally got it
2: yeah um i've worked with so many women who they all transform and all their transformation also looks so different so Someone's transformation could be that they learn how to hold boundaries for themselves or they actually look at themselves in the mirror without saying something mean to themselves. Um,
0: That's huge.
2: Yeah, huge. I have interviewed over 600 women and asked them, what's the average amount of time that you can look in the mirror and actually make full eye contact with yourself without saying something mean? And the average time is seven seconds. At at seven seconds, it's kind of like riding the bull, right? Like if you can last seven seconds, you like win. Well, if you can last more than seven seconds looking in the mirror without saying something mean to yourself, you can win there too. And so that like that right there is a huge breakthrough. And I help a lot of women with that. Or perhaps like they they speak their truth to their partner, to their spouse of like what they what their desires are, what their needs are. And it's not in a way of like you need to do this for me, like or else, but it's like, hey, like this is I want more and I want to be more for you. And I want to like, I want to have true intimacy with you. And intimacy isn't Sexual intimacy is obviously there's sexual with that, but intimacy is like allowing someone to see into your soul. But you can't do that if you can't see into you. And if you really break down the word intimacy, it's into me I see. And if you can't see into you, you're never going to let somebody else see into you. So if you can't embrace all of you, you're never going to let somebody else embrace all of you.
1: Well, that was big right there. Huge. (laughs) Was that was huge right there? I want you to say that again, actually, if you don't mind.
2: Yeah. So if you break down the word intimacy into me I see. And you can never actually have true intimacy until you allow yourself to see into you. Because if you can't see into you, you will never let anybody else see into you. You're always going to have this wall. So you're never going to have that true intimacy because you don't even know how to see it for yourself. Mm-hmm. And so you can't let somebody else. And, and so many women block love because of that. We, we, we literally almost put up this barrier, this armor out of, cause we don't, we can't even see ourselves. So how could somebody else love me this way? How could somebody else embrace all me? How could somebody embrace my darkness and my light? How could somebody embrace my cellulite and my stretch marks? If I can't <laughs> even see that, how could somebody embrace that? Sometimes I have really bad mom days. And I literally like, I can kind of understand why people like hit their kids, even though I don't hit my kids, but you're like, I get it. Like I kind of get it now. <laughs> like, there's, like, there's like these pieces where you're like, oh, I could never say that out loud. I could never, you're not even letting yourself see into you. Like what are the pieces of you that you want so deeply to be seen because that's true intimacy and that's soul connection. And, and that's, that's the deepest desire that we all have is to be so
1: seen, you know? Well, a lot comes with that trust, right? Vulnerability. Um, There's so many things with that. Yeah.
2: And there's all these layers of that, that build that foundation of that. Um, I would say that would be, all my clients have had the most beautiful transformations, but one that speaks out to me kind of laying into that was I worked with a client one-on-one for six months. And when she came to me, she's an entrepreneur. She has her own business. She does online fitness coaching. And um, she was at like a standstill with her and her husband. And she's like, I, I think I need to get divorced. And um, she she was kind of drawn to me because I had been divorced and I had been through that. And And got out of like, was able to have success after that. And so she was like, I feel like I, that's kind of what I want to work with you on. And really what it was, was her, her seeing herself. So the block was her own intimacy within herself of her being truthful with herself. She had had a lot of different sexual trauma and, um, just a lot of different like programming that she wanted to like, let go of that was like really stopping her from, from letting her husband love her. Cause he like just wanted to love her and to be with her and to like honor her and to celebrate her. And, and she's like, I'm not worthy of it. And, and she, so her in her mind, she's like, I need to escape it because that's the only way that's the only way that that that's what should happen. And when we really started to break into everything and get it into everything, that was what it was for her is that she just, she wanted to learn how to, how to love and how to let herself be loved and it was just so powerful just to watch her come to me and like from her application form of like all these things about her husband and all this stuff. And now her and her husband run their business together. They coach people together and their relationship has completely transformed. It's night and day and they have a relationship podcast now and they teach other couples how to have intimacy and how to have truthful conversations and soul connections and to love each other and to be there for each other and to be committed and devoted and honor each other. And, um, she inspires me like every day because of that. And it, That's why I love what I do is you, you literally see somebody who's willing to go into it. Like she had to be willing to be vulnerable, how to build that trust, how to break down walls, literally break down walls and, and go through it and go through her own journey of seeing herself and liberating herself in order to receive her husband's love. And then also give her love fully to her husband and, um, we actually did a workshop together a couple months ago and her, they live in Idaho and her husband drove up here just for 45 minutes of it. Um, just so he could see her speak. And and he was just bawling. And wow. it was like, you can just like feel it. You can just feel it, you know? And I was, it, it, it yeah. It's just like, it's just so beautiful to be, to witness that. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Steph,
0: so, I mean, the work you're doing, is so beautiful. I just think I'm thinking back through the years. And I don't know that I've ever heard of this type of work mm-hmm. um, until learning about you. Um, and now you see it more where people are really coming into themselves and they're focusing on going in mm-hmm. and releasing what doesn't serve you. And so everything you're doing is just so beautiful. And mm-hmm. I hope more women are at that place in their life where they can do the self-care like this. Cause I I really think it's truly celebrating yourself. You deserve it. If you don't know how to do the work, then maybe we need a coach to help us Mm. navigate that because everything you said um, in this last 30 minutes, I've never thought, most of it I haven't thought of or haven't questioned. And the one piece I will say that has stood out, even though there's so much that you have said that has, that stands out, believe it or not, if we could just take away this one thing and practice it every day is just that standing in the mirror without saying anything negative. I I mean, when you said that and doing the average was seven minutes, I was blown away. Like seven seconds or sorry, seven seconds. Cause I, as I said, seven minutes, I thought, shit, that's a long time. Well that's actually what I do. So one of my practices
2: is called mirror work. And I will literally have my clients look at themselves in the mirror and I and I try to work with them to get up to 10 minutes of so just direct eye contact. And your left eye is directly connected to your heart. So if you can soul gaze at yourself, you're actually going to connect to your soul versus seeing this body, you're going to see you. And that's a piece of you seeing into you. So you can become intimate within that. Um and through that, whatever triggers are coming up for you or like the fears of like, oh, this I, this is awkward. I can't look at myself. Like, oh, my stomach, I have wrinkles, blah, 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 whatever. It's like, cool, like uh, let that surface. And ask, is that, is that, does that, is that really what you want to hold on to right now? Or can you start to just like kind of let it go and like literally physically let it go. And you can even do like an energy cleanse where you like bring your hands across your arms and like almost like as if you're pulling something off you, like you're shedding a layer of you and then like, let it go, like fling your hands, like you're flinging water and let it just drop off you you're literally releasing that belief from you. Like saying like, I don't, I don't want this with me. I don't, I don't want this to be how I think of me. Cause your body hears that your body feels that it knows that it's with that. And so you're literally like releasing that. Like I never used to wear shorts until like the last four years. Cause I, I hated my legs so bad. I wouldn't let myself wear shorts. I literally hid my legs. I shamed them. I said, you can't be a piece of me. But yet they still let me stand up every day. They still walked for me. They moved for me, even though I would not accept them or embrace them or say they were a piece of me. I hid them like the redheaded stepchild or like however you want to think about. Right. Like, and and they still were here for me. Like they were with me no matter what. And when I got to like see that in the mirror and like, I remember I like cracked, I like cried, I sobbed and I like massaged my legs and I gave them so much love. And I wrote a letter to my body of like, I'm so sorry I'm so sorry that I've been so mean to you, the way I've spoken to you, the way that I've thought of you and talked to you and looked at you like in disgust, like you, you are, you're a piece of me. I'll never do that. You know? And, and that's the, that's the work of the mirror
0: allowing you to see you. I mean, that right there, I will take that. I will take that. Cause I, everything you just said is pretty much what I talk about.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> that is I common have common. my,
0: I have my homework. Yes,
1: <laughs> I'm gonna. You need to time yourself tomorrow, Christy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll text you. <laughs> yes. Well, Steph, this has been—I mean, it's so insightful and really so powerful. And and to Christy's point, I've never really heard it considered. You know, life coach, we hear that, but an embodiment coach—it's um, it's amazing. And I love the work you're doing. But tell everybody where they can find you.
2: Thank you so much. I receive all of that. Um, yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Steph Iliff. It's spelled super weird, but it's S-T-E-F-I-L-I-F-F. Um, and that's really the best way to get in contact with me and to stay in touch with me. And then you, I have all my links up there. I do tons of workshops, tons of events. I have a workshop coming up December 18th. that's called Sacred Sisters, and it's all about helping women see other women and honor them for their sacredness and let go of that guilt, that fear, that shame of letting someone else be in their power or being intimidated by, by a beautiful woman or a woman who is in her power or in her essence. And, um, we, we often want to compare them or put them down or think ill of them. And so it's really about like coming back to your own sacredness so you can hold somebody else sacred and there's embodiment rituals that will do with that. Um, so if you're in Utah, I, I invite all of you to come to that. It'll be a beautiful practice. And I'm always, and I teach yoga at Vasa on Mondays at South Jordan Riverton. So come and flow with me if that speaks to you. And I'm always speaking somewhere or doing something. So follow me on Instagram and you can connect with me and it'll be a
0: good time. And we will make sure that all of our listeners can find all this information in our show notes. So we will identify all of your social media accounts and everything that you're doing. And we would love to promote that event for you. So we'll put that in there as well.
2: Awesome. Thank you so much. I
0: appreciate it. Before we go, I do want to um, ask you one more question. If you were to tell your 20-year-old self Mm -hmm. something, what would that be? That you can be you, that you don't have
2: to be afraid to be yourself, that the party girl that you think that you have to be because that's what you think people want from you or that's how you think you get friends or how you're going to be accepted, that isn't even you. Just be you and know that you're so worthy to be yourself. And that's what will liberate you, like just loving you instead of trying to get everybody else to love you, love you. Wow. Beautiful. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Ah, you're so awesome.
1: Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you think someone could benefit, please share. If there's a conversation you think we should be having or a topic that resonated with you, please let us know. You can engage and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Pieces of a Woman Podcast.
0: Don't forget to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. If you listen to us on Apple, leave us a five-star rating and a comment.